0: What's up? What's going on? You know what? Uh, I got a little rant for you. You know what really grinds my gears? Um, <laughs> just happened like three weeks ago. Uh, mom, Like you eat dinner, you eat a meal, and moms – I don't know why it's moms. It's I haven't seen a whole lot of dads do it It's because moms are just so prepared. Moms who like are so obsessed and they're on top of it. As soon as the meal is done, you get in the car or even like before you even leave the restaurant. Moms who will dig into their purse – and they'll bust out that gum, and they're just like, they have to get gum in their mouth, start chewing it, like as soon as they're done eating. And they're like handing that thing out. Like it's got unlimited rounds of gum in there. It's just like a never a never disappearing thing, like a Pez dispenser of gum. And they're handing it out, like gum, you want gum, you want gum? And I'm just like, dude, do you really need gum that fast? I don't know why that annoys me. <laughs> <laughs> like I just thought about that because my my mom does that, dude. My mom is one of those people. And it wasn't her that made me think of that recently. It was somebody else. I'm like, that's what my mom does. So like, these shout out to all the, all the well prepared moms who fucking <laughs> bust out gum instantly after a meal. Oh man. Anyways, sponsors for the podcast, Imam Box. Dudes just put together awesome boxes every month with cool drinks, supplements, apparel, gear. At an awesome discounted rate to your door every month. Cool stuff comes in. Who doesn't like getting goodies in the mail? Communists, which none of them listen to this podcast. So, code go, go to imombox.com, E M O M box.com. Promo code AlphaBrew saves you 15%. Next up, Nova 3, really high quality. Simple and simple does not mean easy. It's actually really hard to do something well and do it simply. Just no BS, no kitchen sink ingredients, high quality supplements, just meant for like performance, recovery, crushing life. I love Max Adrenal and Max Sleep. Those are my two favorites. Max Adrenal helps me recover from all the mental and physical stresses in life. Max Sleep helps me fucking sleep. And then Max Perform is one of my new favorites. They're pre-workout. Just awesome. Tastes great. Doesn't mess with my stomach, even though it has, like, sweeteners and stuff in there. And I'm, like, super super holistic, bro. Like, I don't do a lot of, like, sweeteners. Doesn't mess with my stomach. It's awesome. Helps me push through. Go to Nova3Labs. Nova, the number 3, labs.com. Use the promo code ALPHABREW, and you will save 15% off your order. Element Twenty Six, my friends, who make awesome belts, gymnastic grips out of carbon fiber, lifting straps. Uh, they make uh, thumb and grip tape as well now, like stretchy kind. That's really cool. Been crushing it on Amazon. One of the top lifting, weightlifting belts on Amazon, and uh, they're branching out, starting to get into that CrossFit, that cult fit. Um, I use their stuff weekly, multiple times a week, because it's my lifting equipment, go to element26gear.com, I believe, element, the number 26, gear.com, promo code ALPHABREW, you will save 20% off of your order. And then our last sponsor for the episode, besides us inherently, is Truest You. Truist You makes super high quality hemp and CBD products all THC free and listen to the CBD podcast to find out how they do that. They do it differently and it creates a higher quality CBD and hemp product, but you don't have to worry about it if you get drug tested. And we use their CBD in our truest tans coffee, which is like the best coffee that we make because not only does it offer a mental clarity and relaxation benefit, it also offers sleep benefits anti-inflammatory benefits for your joints, offers, you know, helps with anxiety and depression. So it's like our nootropic coffee 2.0. And the nootropic coffee that we sell in our ground coffee is already a 2.0. So it's almost like a fucking 3.0. Anyways, they make awesome muscle rubs. Amazing for like just recovering really quickly from a workout or Um, helping with like a little tweaked muscle here and there or a joint and stuff like that. They make awesome CBD drops. We use them all the time in my family. Go to truestu.com, promo code alpha brew. You save a whopping 25% and I believe it also might be free shipping. It's pretty hefty. Anyways, this episode is one of my favorites. We were, were at the Rogue Invitational, the first one ever, which was amazing, and I sat down with Matt O'Keefe, and everyone knows Matt because he's the agent for Matt Frazier, Catherine Davidson, are two of the top CrossFitters. He's actually the agent for most of the top 10 CrossFitters out there. Also, now runs the sports division of Loud and Live. Live and Loud. I always mess it up. A lot of people do. He runs a lot of um This guy, I mean, he has shot to the top of like a who's who in CrossFit, but. A lot of people just want to talk about, you know, being an agent of top CrossFitters. I wanted to know how Matt got to where he was. And the only way I think you had to do that is to start kind of picking apart and digging into his personal life, which we, he was very, very cool and comfortable to share with us. And then we also found out we come from, we have a lot of parallels in our life in terms of our backgrounds where we grew up, the people that we know, the schools that we went to, the sports camps that we attended, was pretty cool this is one of my favorite podcasts because a lot of really good takeaways to learn from um if you want to do some great stuff in your life or you're a parent and you want some maybe insights on how what you're doing well and maybe what you should consider also doing as a parent um anyways Matt O'Keefe here we go (laughs) Guys, I got Matt O'Keefe here. We have a nickname for you. Uh-oh. I don't know if anybody else has a nickname. He's laughing. My media guy's laughing right now. We call you the godfather of CrossFit. Oh, man. You're just behind <laughs> the scenes on all this stuff, dude. You have, you know, obviously you're an agent for all these top athletes. You're the head of Live and Loud Sport Division. And probably lesser known is you're the founder of Redline Gear. Yep. Um, Thanks, dude. Thanks for coming on. Well, wow,
1: thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Great to be here with you.
0: So we just talked earlier. We have something in common. We're both from Massachusetts. You're from Danvers. I'm from Worcester. What did your parents do?
1: Well, thanks for asking. Actually, nobody's ever really asked me that, <laughs> so
0: that's great. My, um,
1: well, my mom is a nurse. Was uh, is a retired nurse administrator. My okay. father, um, funny, I was in business with him prior to this life. In the car business, but uh, we owned a car dealership together. Okay. Uh, he's a retired auto dealer. Okay. So uh, he, we closed our dealership. We were in a small town, Ipswich, Mass. And then um, he went in and worked for a large dealer group in Massachusetts. Okay. Kelly Auto Group. You probably know Kelly. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Kelly worked for Ira, but he, um, awesome. He was really good at what he did and loved it and okay. stayed in that business for a while. I got out, but. So that's what, uh, and my mom worked at Mass Ioneer in Boston.
0: Okay, awesome. As an administrator, yeah,
1: yeah, two different worlds, but great people, and I learned a lot from both of
0: them. Obviously, okay. You got Uh, any siblings?
1: I do. I have a sister, a younger sister, two years younger. Okay, Uh, she's works for Liberty Mutual Insurance in Boston.
0: (laughs) You do just keep it local. I used to
1: be in the insurance business. That's right. Yeah, uh, but she's uh, yeah, she lives in just just outside of Boston. So
0: okay. Did you guys grow up um, like? Middle class, upper middle, blue collar. What, what would you characterize your upbringing like financially or like socio? Yeah, that's a
1: good question. It's funny, I you know my wife and I were reflecting a little on this like a week ago because, um, you know, I was reflecting on the roller coaster ride, you know, because my father was a, a dreamer and like um, yeah. always took calculated chances in the car business, owning own, own businesses, buying businesses. Some, and yeah, there I mean. were some. Um, recession times that have a huge effect on the car business where, you know, we never were missing meals or moving or anything, but like the cars that he drove would change and um, we would do less traveling. So listen, you know, overall, um, we were, you know, an upper middle-class family. My parents did very well, um, uh, worked their ass off really in the end. Um, you know, my dad ended up buying a car dealership in Ipswich, Uh, After working for other people for a long time, nice. And my mom had a great job, and you know they, you know, I literally, I, I, I couldn't have been a luckier child, you know. Okay. Anything I wanted to do, um, I mean, obviously within reason. I, you know, we did, and when it, they supported my sports quests. uh, Awesome. Wherever I wanted to go to school, you know, they, they spent their money on things like that, like my sister and I. It was really cool.
0: Awesome. So I had a good combination of being able to afford opportunities, yet still modeling very hard work yeah putting in time and effort okay
1: yeah i mean um i am um, so funny i my father and i worked together for a long time and um it was a it was a rocky ride it was a roller coaster <laughs> ride I can Imagine. and um you know i look back at i uh, i learned so much you know and he was so hard on me in the right way but at the time it felt like the wrong way it was like unfair okay. to me yeah um and even growing up you know through sports and how he pushed me and Academics, um, you know, my mother was always like the good cop, you know, and my dad was always pushing me, but yeah. um, man, I wouldn't change a thing. I I, uh, I go back to lessons that he and my mother taught me daily, you know, and I think all those things are a collection of things that have helped me be successful in life, not only as a business person, but as a family man as yeah.
0: well. I'd say it's probably it's gotta be tied together um, or, or it's not, and you look at people, you know, like maybe like Jordan and it's like, you know, um, one of the greats, but everything else fell apart, you know, because of yeah. that. Um, what sports do you play growing up?
1: Uh, all, all of them. All but of them. No, I play specifically soccer, basketball, baseball. Uh, I played a little football, um, yeah. but I spent a lot of my time dreaming and playing soccer and ba- uh, baseball. Um, and okay. I played some of that, you know, into high school and college.
0: Did you get to go to like uh, baseball camps growing up? All of them. Yeah. Of them. I mean, I went nice. to uh,
1: Mike Andrews, Jerry Moses uh, baseball camp growing up. Uh, I went to Duke for a camp. I went to Duke as yeah. well, man. Yeah. Oh, My uncle really? sent me. Yeah. Oh, and I very was like,
0: cool. this is unbelievable. The talent down here. Because I was like <laughs> a, an above average baseball player. And I went down there. I was like, every kid is like me here. This is insane. Isn't it wild when yeah. you get
1: outside? I went to a baseball and uh, soccer camp there. And I Yeah. I was starting to feel like, I, you know, I was pretty good. And I was in high school. Yeah and um i learned a lot about my game down there on both in both sports it was humbling and at the right time
0: yeah you know. it was just enough of a of like a response or like a hormetic response to up your game then or? oh yeah
1: i mean yeah. it's so funny i'm going through it with my kids i have an, a 10 and a 13 year old a boy's 10 and my daughter's 13. my son loves anything that he can find that i might have done i've never really pushed really? him to do it okay um but he loves baseball because he knew, knows that I was okay at it, and I loved it, and it was really my first love. And so, you know, it's interesting to watch him because we're sort of in the middle of, like, you know, he's, like, tinkering all day in the backyard, and that was me. Like, I, I was, like, if I was awake, I was, like, throwing a ball off a wall or, yeah. like, shooting hoops or yep. playing soccer in the yard. It was I just loved being active.
0: Yeah. Have you seen the documentary uh, Searching for Greatness? I haven't. I don't th- I think it's I saw it on the airplane it's like one of those deals that's like it's on the airplane but it's not really out yet and they interview like Gretzky like uh, maybe Jerry Rice and the biggest con like the biggest correlation they found is exactly what you're talking about is it wasn't like these kids had the best prep they had a lot of unscheduled unprogrammed play and they just did whatever they wanted in that sport in the backyard and in the park and just was creative do whatever the fuck they wanted yeah and it was like that kind of stuff is what they all had the commonality of it's really weird the ability to be creative and just do their own thing
1: it's it's um i see it like i love to my you know i'm coaching now as much as i can with all my travel but it's um you know those are the kids that you know and i'm seeing it already like because my my son's getting a little older my daughter's getting a little older and that's when sports gets it gets serious maybe a little too early these days, but it's starting to get a little more serious. And it's, you know, you can see the kids that are playing around in the backyard all day and loving, they truly love it, you know?
0: Um, Having that like intrinsic drive of like, I want to do this, no one's telling me. Is that what your parents, did your parents like, hey, dude, if you want to play baseball, did they ever like pressure you? Like, what was that like playing sports in terms of your parents' encouragements, discouragements, or like how hard they push you?
1: yeah it's you know they pushed me to be active i would say that right and cool. then you know i my dad loved baseball um you know and i think you know there was some um i think not you know overbearingly pushed me to play but o- overbearingly pushed me to uh see things through and um you know help me realize talent where i had it and where you know and if if i was going to do something Anything worth doing was worth doing right was sort of the, the theme growing up. So I think I applied love to, to baseball and to, to basketball and to soccer. And he applied um, the the guidance for me when it was you know, when I was getting lazy at times, you know, he would, you know, remind me like, Hey, you don't have to do this, but like you're not doing it right. Yeah. You know? And it was so it wasn't so much of like, you know, You know, what you might see on uh, like a bad after school special (laughs) with a parent. But it was it was certainly like, hey, I'm not going to let you play this sport if you're going to do it that way. And by the way, I was super attracted to it. I never even in adulthood have looked back and said, damn, that, you know, I got over pushed. I have a different style with my kids because, um, you know, it's just, you know, I'm a little bit of a split between my mom and dad. But quite frankly, I love how I was pushed by my dad. Okay. It's, it, I see, it's, it's shaped me a lot in business, oh, you know, which has become imagine. my love yeah. you know, now, obviously. But yeah.
0: So how, what's different about how you mentor or coach your kids in those aspects?
1: You know, it's, um, I think, you know, and probably to a fault, I don't really push them as much. You know, I, I, um, I'm letting them wander a little bit right now. Like, you know, trying to, like, they're kind of all over the place in, in the sad part in sports today, which is hard for me to watch, I think, is that um, people who are uh, sort of diverse in sports are the ones that aren't going to succeed now because people are choosing one sport as a 10-year-old yeah. know, or an 11-year-old. When I was growing up, it was play. Same. I was a three-sport star in high school kind of thing. Like, yeah, dude. They don't do that anymore. And really? So they don't? I'm not focusing them really. And quite frankly, if it's uh, a book or uh, academics or like I don't care what it is, honestly. Like, I, I want them to be happy. Yeah. Um. So, I think I'm I'm a little bit of a pushover when it comes to like maybe pushing them towards some things that they I've seen them love in sports. But honestly, I don't I, I accomplished everything I wanted to in sports, and yeah. um, I don't really need to live that through them. And if they don't love it, fine.
0: Is it? I mean, I didn't know that. So, do you think for them they're just like, I mean, they're betting they're betting the house on a kid making it to the pros for one sport and thus. If they don't make it, which let's be honest, fucking most of them don't, that they're gonna—I would imagine—everything else suffers, right? So if your kids aren't, if your kids are, are trying everything, man, like their ability to hopefully learn great life lessons to succeed elsewhere, like you did, yeah, is gonna be a lot higher. Um, do you have any friends that were pushed like that to specialize in one sport and then didn't make it, like?
1: Oh man, it, it was—it was all around me, honestly. I okay. mean, I played. A little baseball in college uh, yeah. and, and some football in college. And a lot of people that I was... Um, and maybe why I wasn't as successful as I wanted to be at that level because I, did, I never specialized. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people around me did. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, it didn't necessarily... You know, for the most part, all of us are working what we would call normal, real jobs. I don't feel like I do, but we're all working... In the real world right now yeah. i have some i have some friends that have been super successful athletes that you would know their names from bc like they've made yep. millions of dollars but that's very rare it is it's yeah. it's
0: to be realistic it's like it's incredibly rare and uh like I'm just, i don't know if do you have any um friends or people you know who are parents like i i've had people my uncle was like why would you bother uh running track in college you're not it's not going to get you anywhere i'm like even at that age i was like uh team teammates like culture but like, dude, life, hard work, things that carry over elsewhere into life. Like, he was like, "Well, you're not going to be in the Olympics and make a career out of this." It's like, I don't, I don't know if that's changed. As a parent, what do you, what do you have? You seen that or? Yeah, uh,
1: I, I would wholeheartedly disagree with with who you know that whole like don't do something yeah because you're not going to be a pro. I think yeah. I, I agree with what you're saying in that. Um, Listen, when you go to college, it's merely a four year um, maturation opportunity, right? So yeah. if I go to college and I don't have something I love and I wander through that, um, I might not mature. Sports are an awesome opportunity. It doesn't matter. Honestly, like, I mean, BC was an awesome place, yeah. but I don't necessarily apply anything. Um, technically, I learn there daily. Of course. My life skills, though, that come out of there are invaluable, right? And a lot of it comes from team sports you know learning to coexist in that environment to support teammates yep. um pick people up when they're down you know um you know maybe do things as roles that you don't want to do but they're for the betterment of the team yeah that stuff to me is is crazy uh, valuable and and i think that a lot of kids go to college and by the way i did college both ways because i didn't play college for i mean i didn't play sports in college for a lot of my college years, I played okay. for a small time. Yeah. And I'll tell you that all I did was you know, drink and party and not go to class. So yeah. what did I learn there? <clears throat> I think it took me a longer time to mature after college because I maybe didn't have something that I loved that I was, like you said, hard work, right? Yeah. Like if I've got to get up every day and work at it, yeah. and I love it and I apply myself. I learn a lot more that way.
0: Yeah, and it's like, well, you're not going to play baseball uh, for the school team if your grades aren't good. True. You're gonna get fucking kicked off, dude. There's a lot
1: there's a lot that goes into it. Yeah. I mean it's so hard to play at that level. It was kind of a choice I made coming out of high school was you know, do I go to a division three school that I know I can play for four years, maybe even play two sports? Yeah. Or do I go to BC, which you know, I was so attracted to the Division One sports. Yep. You know, the atmosphere on campus, being in a city. Yeah. Um, I chose that route. You know, I don't regret it. Um, yeah.
0: What was your other choice? What was, like, the other, like, potential D3 schools for baseball?
1: Like, um, Colby. Okay. Uh, Bate, like, Bates. Yep. Um, Bo- Bowden. Those types of schools. Like, all the local New England schools. Yeah. Uh, Fairfield was one that I applied to was considering.
0: Yeah. I actually almost went to Fairfield as well. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I, I actually was going, and I got yeah. into BC late, and I I, yeah. I made the
0: switch. Yeah. My grandfather was a professor at Holy Cross. And my mom worked at Holy Cross. I worked at Holy Cross, so, like, I had, a like, a, a tuition program. Like, if my, my mom worked there for, like, 20-plus years, you get, like, free tuition. So, I was just, like, picking all the Jesuit schools, man, like, Holy Cross, Fairfield. And yeah. I was like, yep, I guess I'm, this is – why wouldn't I? You know, they're good yeah. schools. And, like, BC is obviously – like, for those who don't know, BC is a fantastic school. Yeah,
1: um, I love – I I mean – i bleed maroon um, yeah. and gold like i, I that know, culture is it is yeah it's, it's strong so, I'm, I'm reconnecting it's funny in business here um there's some there's some guys that are starting some businesses that are relative to our space yeah and uh man i would like i'd lay down in traffic for those guys because of you know where they went to school wow. I mean, it's an awesome network yeah um, it's been really good to me it's yep. brought me up in times where i was confused and needed help um you know in business and life um yep. to this day i have a lot of and by the way a lot of older alumni i have a great friend um jim Logue is his name he he played hockey at bc i think in like the 40s and 50s yep. i just met him through golf uh, after uh college and in some of my business life and i uh, became a great friend somebody that advised me and you know always supported me but he did it because i was an eagle you know Yeah, and he you know we've got like a little extra special treatment from guys like
0: that yeah that's crazy what did you graduate from dc with what was your degree uh a
1: sociology major Um, okay so as i did i will tell you like when i look back at my college years my uh, objective when i got there i was pretty sports related and then it was like do as little as i possibly could to get through and i mean it's not a proud thing looking back I learned a lot in the process. I did take some business courses, but doing it over again, yeah. I'd have applied it a lot differently. You know? How did
0: you, did you have that same mentality earlier on in high school and like uh, junior high and stuff? I
1: did not, no, you know, I worked really hard
0: okay. through, you know, I didn't, academics never came easy to me.
1: Okay. I studied my ass off in high school and, um, you know, and I think because of where I went to high school and and, and and how I was brought up in high school, I went to St. John's Prep in Danvers.
0: Dude, I went to St. John's Shrewsbury. Ah, our <laughs> rival. Yes. There you go. There you go. You know,
1: you understand it. I, I mean, yeah. I was doing three, four hours of homework a night, and I got to
0: college, and I'm like, this is easy. Do you Wait. know Keith Crowley? You know Keith oh, Crowley, don't God, you? I know Keith Crowley. Yeah, man. He's a good friend of mine. Yeah. yeah. Same here. Oh. He'll cool. come over to our gym. We'll roll because we do jujitsu. We'll roll. Oh, cool. And obviously, you know Keith. Yeah, because yeah. people don't, our friend Keith is, uh, does all the like the sports massage prep work for like some of the crossfitters in the area. He's that... the
1: most painful man in crossfitters. Dude. <laughs> so I'd hurt my
0: back like a year ago. Um and it was I got like four hundred disc discs from the Marine Corps, rolled the vehicle, um, recovered really well from it. I just tweaked it again, but this time I had static pain down my leg. And it was by it wasn't the the disc itself, herniation, wasn't the, really the issue. It was just the pain in my leg. Yeah. And I do it was a year to recover, but like he had to smash my glutes out and I was moving off the table, like I almost fell off the fucking table because he was, and then once he got done though, I was like, I can walk right again. This is unbelievable. He's worked with
1: Katrin, you know, Spencer Hendel, like some people in the space. And uh, yeah, I mean, he's the principal at St. John's now. I I love Keith. He's a great guy. He's the nicest guy ever. I'd be like, dude,
0: please let me give you coffee for what you he'd be like no i don't want to I'm like dude you just drove like you know two hours to get here yeah. and do jujitsu with us and you're taking the time out of it and he's not he's a busy guy right so it's like super busy, out of the yeah. out of the kindness of his heart we'll just work on people that are broken or need help i know, you know?
1: he he's always been like that with anybody i work with yeah man he, he is he's a great guy He he's very selfless
0: he i call keith one of those people he'll just randomly text me the holidays like hey merry christmas like uh, yeah, you know hope your family's doing well he's one of those people where i'm like if someone doesn't like Keith, they're the asshole. Yeah. There's something wrong with you, dude. I don't like them, right? Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I automatically do not like you because yeah. everyone loves that guy.
1: Oh, I couldn't yeah. agree with you more. That's funny. Such a small world. It is a small world, man. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. St. John's was like, man, it, if I look back collectively at my life, like that's really the place here. that molded me yeah. the most. And my dad went there. Okay. So, uh, And I live right down the street from there now. My son. Don't you? Uh, no, no pressure to him, but he's, like, dying to go there, which makes me so happy. That's that legacy,
0: man. Same with BC, that legacy yeah. of, like, I, I feel like I should go there because Dad did it, and yeah. everyone in that area knows that St. John's Prep is, like, the school to go to. Yeah, it's and cool. And you just want to be part of that, like, that excellence. It's yeah. crazy.
1: It's cool. It's um, Yeah, I still spend some time. I have a good friend, Brian St. Pierce, the athletic director. He okay. was a quarterback at BC. Nice. Uh, so a lot of people I went to school with now are either working there, or go back. It's fun. It's, it's similar to most people's college experiences. Yeah. You know? Yeah. My all.
0: college, I went to, I just ended up finishing college, like after the Marine Corps. But like that was my, my college, like formative shit. Um, but so if you graduated in sociology, what was the drive to get you into entrepreneurship or going in on business in like the CrossFit fitness space?
1: Yeah, I mean, I get out of college and I was given an awesome opportunity. I went in my family business. We owned a Chevrolet dealership in, okay. in uh, Ipswich, Massachusetts, and okay. uh, you know, my dad gave me all the chance opportunities to fail, gave me all the education on running a dealership. You were yeah. doing grunt
0: work, though, weren't you in the beginning? Oh, I mean, I was changing oil. You did it right. I mean, I was he didn't put you parts. behind a desk. He was like, dude, you're going to fucking get your hands dirty. I
1: was at call. I was at college and uh, I had manipulated my schedule to not have classes on Monday and Friday. Yep. And he caught wind of it. And I was I was changing <laughs> oil at Monday and Friday, like two weeks later, driving back from B.C. to Ipswich every day. So. Oh, man. But but it was. um Yeah, I learned so much there. It it. Um, it you know, it taught me to think on my own, uh, manage people. Um, and it, it helped me kind of have a vision on how I wanted to play out my, you know, uh, you know, professional life in a lot of ways. When when I moved out of that, I got into insurance, okay. which really is. Uh, I think it's an awesome segue to working for yourself because really uh, you're building your own book, you know, you, you you know, you sort of reap what you sow. It's like, you know, uh, a lot, I learned a lot of good habits, you know, a lot of things about myself in those five years that I didn't love insurance. Insurance is a very boring product. Yeah. Um, and that, that's really where I became, you know, very antsy and, um, you know, ready to do something on my own. And that's how a red line started. I I was just, I had a life changing event in a CrossFit gym in Danvers. Um, and you know, I was like, you know, I was seeing opportunity and I was, you know, never, you know, had the balls I would say to take a chance. And and I, you know, I told my wife, like, I got to do this or I'm going to regret this the rest of my life. And I have regrets with sports and things like that. And I just said, you know what? I'm not doing that with this. And I stepped out and quit my job and started Redline.
0: I'm the same way, man. I'm like, I, f- I fear the regret of looking back. Yeah. Like, I should have fucking done that. What about insurance though makes, like can you, if you're able to, what specifically about insurance is like that uh, valuable or working that job that carries over?
1: Two, two things, I think that, well, I'll tell you this. I think insurance as a product bored me so much <laughs> that it gave me a lot of time to really like I was at a, at a point in my career where I was like, I got I don't want to do this anymore. By the yeah. way, I will stay the flip side of that. The people I worked for in insurance were amazing and taught really? me a lot about business and life. And okay. um, let me grow through some time, hard times in my life, you know, trying to figure things out. Yeah. And uh, but insurance was such a product that I, I loathed okay um i just didn't get excited to get out of bed in the morning yeah you know it it put me in a position where i i'm gonna do something else okay and then at that point i was like you know what i'm this is it i'm gonna do something on my own like i'm gonna go out on my own and try something
0: myself so was it just it was so much it was more so just the proper motivation to realize you want to do something else
1: it was that and i was ready like i i i I had been around my dad who was you know always worked for himself and um you know, I always wanted that and, and uh, aspired to that, and I worked for two guys uh, at an insurance agency that um, you know, su- you know, were very supportive of me doing this. And actually, funny enough, they let me keep my job while I started Redline, even though they knew I wouldn't be applying any time. And um, you know, they let me transition and they encouraged me to transition. That's fantastic, taught me a lot. Like that, yeah. I had a lot of people in my life at the right place at the right time. I was very yep. fortunate. Like I think, you know. Um, Success is not an individual thing. And, and no. by the way, I have a lot of work to still do, but it, yeah. it's, um, you know, I was pretty fortunate with all the steps along in my life, you know, high school, even, you know, coaches I had and as a young kid, yeah. you know, coaches in high school, teachers in high school, professors in college, friends and coaches in college, and then bosses in my my work my, my, my professional life.
0: Wow. You know? Awesome. Yeah. Um, lost train of thought. Sorry. <laughs> no, no worries. Um,
1: you were asking about fit, like how I ended up in fitness. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, dude, did you just so did the insurance? They, I mean, they were they were ran businesses. They were entrepreneurs. Did you just kind of like by the seat of your pants start learning through mistakes on how to run Redline?
1: Yeah, what a wild ride! Like I look back at that, and it was kind of a crazy. <laughs> Today, I, I don't know how um, possible it is today with, with and a lot of it has to do with the climate in our space, right? I yeah. think when I started Redline in 2013, um, CrossFit was a ripe space for entrepreneurs. Like you could start things and uh, you could bootstrap a, everything. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it was a right consumer crowd. People who loved to, you know, products that are attributed to the space. Yep. And there was sort of a gap I saw in clothing <laughs> like there was, um, you know, uh there were some brands that were endemic to the space that started you know the two poods and the forged yeah and, um i sort of you know had an idea for something the name Redline, i think was, spoke a, a well to the people in the space pretty accurate know? pretty accurate and um you know I, I i dove in i'll tell you like i spent you know i'm working insurance and i'd stay up till three four in the morning on like alibaba and you know yeah. searching manufacturing I learned the hard way with that. Um, okay. Clothing is not a track. I would suggest to anybody.
0: It's dude, it is. We, we started out in apparel <laughs> yeah. and we quickly pivoted because we realized like this is a such a cutthroat and just it's, it's a wow. jungle it's out tough. there. Yeah,
1: it, you know, I, I see a lot. I, I'm, 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 I'm now involved in many businesses. Yeah, of course not necessarily, you know, not necessarily from an ownership perspective, but because I work with most of the athletes in the space and yep. I have events, um, you know i touch most brands that want anything to do with this space yeah. um and uh so there's a lot of apparel and, and it's tough it you know yeah. i have some really f- you know good friend like the guys from born primitive yeah. Bear, bear yeah, yeah, and yeah. mallory yeah you know w- we met each other at our first regional and we were both starting out and uh, I, I i i'm proud of those guys dude like, those
0: i'm proud of them too I, I barely know bear but dude they've last two years man i feel like they have skyrocketed i'm like yeah. that's Fucking awesome! They they, so cool. they
1: believe in what they're doing. They believe in yeah. the product. Um, they're passionate people. Yep. They're good people. They are, and they're crushing it. And they, by the way, they're super smart. Obviously, like yep. you know, yeah. Baron Baron Mallory are very bright people. Yeah, we do a lot of work with them in a lot of different ways. Nice. um but yeah, they they're um, that's a tough track. Let's just say that that's yeah. a tough track.
0: So, so I guess I don't know if you've ever heard of. Uh, I'll steal a question from How I Built This. How much? Of where you're at now, would you attribute to hard work, and how much, if any, would you attribute to luck?
1: Wow, yeah, I think um, I'll tell you this. It's funny, I, and a good friend of mine says this. Um, you know, from uh, an older gentleman, um, Leo soterra Nobody's gonna know who that is, but he's <laughs> from Massachusetts. But he 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 coined what he would say, coined the phrase: "The harder I work, the luckier I got." And I, I yep. believe in that. Like I, um, I work hard. Like I, that's one thing I do do. Um, and, but I've been very fortunate. I've okay. run into some of the right people at the right time. Yeah. Um, you know, and my, my success isn't me, you know, um, I have the, yeah. the most unbelievable group of people around me, yeah. um, at loud and live. Um, even prior to loud and live that have come with me, Matt's fiance, Sammy Monez has been with me on yeah. the agency side forever. Uh, people who worked with me on Redline. um, I was really fortunate um, that people believed in me. Um, And so, you know, that helped us become more fortunate and and get great opportunities. I quite frankly think you work hard and you do what you say you're gonna do. Um, And uh, and a lot of fortune comes your way. And and I think, you know, we pride ourselves on executing, um, being honest, communicating, and those things that, you know, I think it doesn't matter what you're doing. If you do those things, You know you're gonna go in the right
0: direction i agree with you man i think what you what you said earlier about doing what you say you're going to do i think if you're if you're perceived as one of those people that they honor their word and their actions and they hold themselves accountable for it it goes a very long way um in terms of like your reputation if you like you know if you say like yeah let's you know what let's do that it's not just a bent like a thing that someone says to like shoot somebody away when you become a person of your word that yep. amount of trust and faith and confidence in your abilities is, is carries over pretty largely. Um, we do.
1: We do a, um, you know, I, and I have an awesome team at Loud and Live that works on the event side and, yep. um, you know, even on the agency side with brands or athletes. And um, we talk about actions and intentions. You can intend... All the goodwill and you know good things you you want, but yeah. you gotta act them out. Like you either act them, or it doesn't mean anything. It's all yeah. lip service. And uh, you know my partners Nelson and Marco live by that, and it's why I joined forces with them. Yeah. Um, and everybody in, in in our organization, you know, you know, lives that daily. You know, okay. act. It's all about act.
0: So, are uh, how many employees do you oversee?
1: Yeah, Loud and Live Sports um, is currently there's 12 of us, okay. um, and growing, um, you know, we're adding events, so we'll be adding people on the event side. Um, you know, you know, we're looking at possibly diving into some other sports. So there'll be cool. people coming on for that when we do that. But you know, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a, it's a good group of people. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's different. I worked for myself for a long time, yeah. um, but I'm so fortunate. I mean, I, I have a super talented group of people. The, our team is amazing. I, I'd go to I'd go to war with them anywhere on anything any day they, I was gonna uh,
0: say twelve people you I mean twelve people you're looking at it like a a squad so as I imagine you're one of the leaders of that twelve people yep. what would how much of that did you attribute to proper selection and hiring of those employees
1: yeah I mean I think how a, important is that super important okay I mean you never know in a lot of ways like Interviews are interesting, like, you know, application processes, you, you know, it's no substitute for experience. Yep. Um, but, you know, I, you know, some of the, like the people that are in our organization are people I've known a long time. Okay. Um, you know, um, you know, some of them were interns of mine in, in other, ent- you know, uh, businesses. Okay. Um, so there's a lot of experience there. Uh, some of them were people that were in the agency and other divisions that wanted to be a part of sports. So.
0: Um, so there's a lot of there's a lot of personal and legitimate vetting to the employees you have now. Yeah. Have any of them walked on, just applied somehow that you didn't know and you just like, you like, all right, they seem like a good fit. Or is it mostly like, yep, I've known these people, I've known them for a while. They've been great.
1: That's more of it. Like, I don't think, you know, our hiring is more of a, you know experience, talent, see talent, find a way to make that talent a part of what you're doing. Um, That's really something I and and my partners subscribe to heavily. Um, You know, yeah, there there isn't a lot of like, you know, indeed.com, like Facebook advertising for a a job. I mean, we do some of it, but generally roles are filled by people we've experienced or been attracted to in the industry or in life that we want to be a part of it. I mean, we've been, we have, um, yeah. We have an amazing group. I mean, I could go piece by piece, but it would take, you know, a whole nother <laughs> podcast, but there's, um, yeah, I'm really fortunate. Like I, any success I, I get credit for is, is attributed to their hard work really in the okay. end. Um, I get to lead them and help them and, um, you know, and go out and, you know, do what I do best. Um, yeah. and I empower them to do what they do best and it works really well.
0: Okay. Any, if you had to go back, you could you could choose your entire college route differently or any job differently. Is there anything that you would recommend for an entrepreneur like yourself? Um, like, that would be an amazing job that lines up. Or I would go to school and take these classes or to, uh, major in this.
1: Yeah, I mean... I'm not necessarily a subscriber to a class thing. I I think it's reading um, about great people that have done great things um, and trying to find some of those people to, you know, get a piece of it, get involved in it, Um, intern or I did a lot of like, I think one of these things and I look back is um, I did a lot of work for nothing for a long time, like because I didn't really um, warrant anybody to pay me for what I was doing because I had no experience. like I'm an agent, right? I had no vision on that. Um, I was given a chance by Matt Fraser um, because you know it, it came down to trust for him and you know I, I had some love for it and some you know intelligence around negotiating deals and it sort of developed from then you know but I, I was working with a lot of people um, you know be, you know in a way that I just wanted to work with them. It wasn't necessarily about a financial relationship or a business relationship. Um, I, you know, I was investing in myself for a while and, okay. you know, um, and they were investing in me like they gave me like I I mean, I can't stress that enough. A lot of people in general, whether it was Redline or my agency at the time, which is now allowed in live sports. Um, I, I was, you know, doing things before and getting opportunities before I maybe deserved on paper to get, you know, um, and, you know, that allowed me to, you know, go ahead and develop and show people that I could be successful with and for them as well. It kind
0: of ties I mean, I man, I gotta like I'm just you telling me that you're like, well yeah, I was willing to work for free because I wanted to work for certain people. So obviously you were willing to intern that. I got to imagine people saw that willingness to fucking work and do it for nothing and they're like, yeah, that's why I believe in this kid and then furthermore invest reinvested back into you
1: yeah i mean a lot of people will look at that and say like you know that's the easy way because you know you don't charge somebody for something of course they're going to say yes it's like uh yeah. it's you know uh pricing yourself into a market but you know at the point the point i make with that is like it's never and it never will be about the money and and, and uh you know businesses are financial by nature um and you know but quite frankly and i think we prove this daily even when it comes to a lot of or what will happen in california uh, from a West Coast classic, is we will give back as much as we possibly can to the community, to the athletes, to the volunteers, to our partners. Um, yeah, there's a financial relationship involved in all that stuff. Yeah, but um, it could be a lot more beneficial financially if we were greedy and or yeah. you know looked at it that way. Yep. Um, we r- subscribe to ri- you know rising tides raise all boats. You know, and nice. we're still in a massive growth mode in this space. Uh, with what we're doing as an agency and as events and as athletes too. Uh, we've got to do more and be better and um, and invest in ourselves
0: and the people that invest in us. It's proper building blocks, not just all about profit, doing the right thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, man. So do you think, I is it safe to say what do you think people should be interning? you think people should, especially if they don't have experience, to try to get into whatever they want to get into should be willing to really grind out and probably not get paid at all or very much until they can prove themselves to certain employers or.
1: Yeah. I mean, you got to take a chance is what I what I would say best, you yeah. know, is that, you know, um, pick up and go somewhere and find someone to support that's doing something you are attracted to and want to learn more about yep. and do whatever it takes to, to, to be a part of that. You know, um, I do that with people now. I, I have I get email and calls all the time and i I always i've had interns throughout the way and i'm really proud of where all those interns are at you know they're um some of them work with me now uh some of them are one of them's going on to buds for to be a navy seal um you know another one's got a great job in a different industry um i take a lot of pride in that and um those are people that literally would not leave me alone and 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 said you know they will literally wash my car if that's what it takes you know and it's it's that sort of mentality that I think if you like something or you're attracted to something, be willing to do whatever you have to do to get involved in it. Those are the things, at least to me, that stick out Yeah. when, you know, because I think any of those times that I brought somebody on as an intern, um, I didn't even know what I wanted them to do or what an intern meant. It was like, yeah, all right, good. Come on over. I'll give you something to do. Um, And I think um, that would be it for me. If you are attracted to something somebody does or, an industry, find a way yep. no matter what. If it means moving to you know, Europe to do it or Africa, I don't care what it is, yep. pick up and invest in yourself.
0: Wow, perfect. You mentioned earlier West Coast Classic. Yes. What is that?
1: West Coast, awesome, exciting new event. Um, we're pumped about this. Uh, so CrossFit had a regional in California at Del Mar um, and sort of, you know, all these changes in the season and the structure there was a big gap in california and yeah. we wanted to be involved in it that was and a big regional
0: yeah, yeah I mean, it, it was, was huge
1: massive i I, yeah. I was lucky enough to spend some time there and um we um we wanted to be involved out there that community is awesome yeah. and uh they want it bad and we i've got some time to spend i've gotten to spend some time in the market yep. with affiliate owners and influencers and everybody's consistently jacked so we're going to run um in march next year 2020 yep. Uh, The 20th to the 22nd, uh, a new CrossFit sanctional event called West Coast Classic. And it'll be more, too. You know, there's obviously going to be that piece of, you know, elite fitness. Um, But we're also going to build something really cool for that community out there. You know, large-scale participation team competitions. We want to, you know, we want to get people on the floor. We want people to celebrate that, especially in that market. And if you haven't been to that regional prior, I like to pitch a tent, bring their grill yeah. you know, hang out with other affiliates. And um, we want to facilitate that. So we're going to do it in Del Mar again. Nice. Same venue. We're going to expand off of what was done there before, have yeah. multiple stages. Nice. We'll probably have between 1,200 and 1,500 athletes competing awesome. um, with a heavy West Coast California component to it.
0: Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's so unique. Um, anything else? What else is live and loud looking into?
1: Yeah, we, we've got a lot of exciting stuff going on, um, you know, and I think by, by now um, when this is heard, we'll yeah. have announced uh, two new sanctionals, um, you know, one in Mexico. So we have um, wow. really <laughs> pumped about this. Um, it's a market that means a lot to our agency from a <clears throat> entertainment perspective. Okay. We do a lot of Latin music and it's one of the major Latin markets. Okay. Yeah. And so we're um, we're attracted and tied in there to begin with. and so we're going to run in the, the Mayan River, Riviera, either Playa del Carmen or Cancun. PDC,
0: yeah, man. Yeah. I'm about to go there in July. I was just in Tulum last year. That's where we're going to. Yeah. So we're
1: going to do it the first weekend in July. Yeah. So it'll be um, the, the last event of the
0: year. Awesome.
1: So we're doing that. And, and again, it's similar to the California vibe. It, it, we want to really rally that, that Mexican uh, affiliate community. Yeah. And uh, bring the Latin community in general down there together and yeah. have something fun big for them. Also, you know, have an elite world, you know, world stage type competition yeah, as well. You give me
0: goosebumps, man! I love that area. The food, uh, oh, it's so good down we're, there. We're
1: excited to, you know, and I think you'll by now have seen, you know, our branding on this, and uh, it's it's going to be called the Mayan CrossFit Classic.
0: Awesome, so dude! The uh, theme on that's yeah, going to be bananas. Yeah,
1: so we're doing that, and um, the other thing we're doing is we're going to launch in Europe, um, in Madrid, and uh, we partnered with. Uh, the gentleman Alfonso in, in Madrid he owns a competition called the complex Meridian Championship it's just outside of Madrid okay and uh, we're gonna bring uh, the, that together with um, now what we'll call the Madrid CrossFit championship uh-huh. which will be the first weekend in May in 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 Madrid and uh, yeah. we're gonna you know it very it, you'll see you'll have seen it now too um, it's um, it's gonna be a big Spanish event you know and and, and people will I've been to a, I've been lucky I've traveled the world and and I've been to a lot of events I've been to CrossFit events there. Yep. I've spent a lot of time there with Nike which Barcelona is a key market. Yeah, oh yeah. That's a wild group of people. They love this sport. Yeah, um, man. And Europe does, too. And, and, yeah. and we want to really build something
0: amazing for that community. My wife's going to be Live and Loud's number one fan because we, we were in Spain last year, too, because her family's from Mexico. So it's like uh, we were cool. just in Spain, then we went to Mexico in the same year. So like, <laughs> dude, we'll be there, obviously. Like Madrid and Barcelona. I was looking at apartments in Barcelona. I was like, how much are apartments on the beach? Like, let's do this.
1: We looked at both cities. Um, I think Madrid nationally makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And um, there's some cool venues there that we can play with. Yeah. Uh, right in the heart of the city. Yep. Uh, yeah, we're pumped. And, and again, we're, you know, we're very uh, connected to that market through some other things we do in our yeah. entertainment team. Uh, so, yeah, I, I couldn't be happier. It's going to be a big year. A lot of work. Yeah. A lot of moving pieces. But we got a team that uh, I'm 100% confident
0: will we'll blow it out of the water. It sounds like it, man. Um, do you do you read much, like, on your own time? Do you consume? What do you consume for information, to better yourself now.
1: Yeah, it's a great question. I try to read um Me too, and then I I read asleep. a lot of email. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's a piece of my life. It's it's so funny. We were talking about this the other night. Matt Matt Fraser is a, a big reader and Is he? Uh, okay. Yeah, he, you know, I think, you know, where you know, he's a full-time athlete and yep. you know, he challenges himself daily to to get better in other areas because you can get, you know, really honed in on training every day, eating and sleeping yep. and not using your mind in other ways and um i was like man i wish i had more time to read you know i really am so interested in everything he's reading yep um yeah i'd love to read you know i um i think um you know i need you know he told me he gave me some advice he said you know hey bill gates takes two weeks off and shuts his phone off and he reads every year his reading weeks he's like you need you need more reading time you know yeah i gotta get back at that a little more you know i spend a lot of time uh reading a lot of stuff industry focused um You know, articles, opinions, um, you know, about training, too. You know, I, I have a huge interest in, you know, how these athletes train, you know, how they can get better. How can I help support that? How can well, Live help support that? Um, what's the new, you know, sort of approach? Yeah. Uh, I spend a lot of time reading coaches I'm very close with. Yep. So a lot of my reading is very focused industry and business at this point, and it's article based online. Of course, yeah. Books I need to get way more involved in, and, and I look forward to doing that.
0: What do you want to get into that's not so delved into what you're doing right now, uh, if there is one? Yeah, like uh, gets away from like all right. Let me take the two weeks and just like escape.
1: I you know right now I want I want to I want to get two weeks with my family
0: (laughs) perfect answer but but
1: yeah i mean i think from a from an education perspective um for me and what we're doing at loud and live i i really want to get more um educated and again it becomes very focused on some mechanics industry based but we do a lot of things um at our agency that are some and we're some of the best people in the world at what we do whether it's you know we're an engagement marketing firm Uh, We do experiential marketing for some of the biggest businesses in the world. Um, And I'm not, you know, I want to get more educated on that and speak better to that because I think there's a huge advantage to brands in our space um, with what we do. You know, and I want to be able to, I want to articulate it better and learn more about that and do some work in that and get some education in that outside of sports, you know. Um, So, you know, I think, you know, I will probably spend some time even with some continuing education on that, you know, oh. getting out and, you know, getting taught that. Um, In
0: the me- like the mechanics yeah, space? Yeah, like I mean, I'm one
1: of these people that wants to be able to do everything. Because yep. I want to I, I be able to, you know, pick up where somebody can't, um, yep. if, you know, they're moving on to do something else or, Maybe they're not filling a, an area that they that, that that they can or I mean they should be. I I don't ever want to be in a position where we can't we as an organization can't do something because I don't know, you know. And we're super solid in in a lot of areas yeah. that I'm learning, and uh, I I look forward to getting through some of this intense period that we're in right now, getting organized for what's coming next um, and, and learning more uh, enterprise-wide what we do as an organization from a marketing perspective. And we're diving into other sports. It's gonna take some of my time. You know, we're, we're uh, looking at soccer. Uh, there's a big soccer culture in, in Miami particularly. There's yep. a team coming there. We're very connected to the Latin and Spanish world players come to our market uh, on the tail end of their career the world cup's coming we do work in soccer from a marketing perspective so uh, there won't be a lot of um, sort of pleasure reading going on in my life but okay. you know in, in the near future it's going to be a lot of uh, like i said continuing at i really need to get better for my organization at some of the things we do
0: when you're on a team do you want to see yourself as the strongest person on the team or do you want to see yourself as so I'm, just, I'm just asking this because I personally like I hear a similar thing where it's like I want to at least know that what I can do is the minimum for my team. So I know everybody else can outperform me almost like I want to be the last. I want to be like the bottom of the rung. Therefore, like I can just know, like, all right, I can do all of these things. We're golden. Everybody else is better than me. Do you are you the opposite? Are you? No, does that make sense?
1: I, I'm very similar in that yeah. way. I mean. I like to be involved. You know, I, I am at least, you know, informed and, uh, but people who do what they do in my organization are far better at what they do than I will ever be. Um, I want to be dangerous, but I, I work really hard to empower them. Um, you know, daily, you know, it's, it's, um, I have a, uh, my character is that I want to be very involved in the 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 where we're going and how we're doing it's impossible you know and i have the smartest group of people around me the and they're super talented um so yeah i mean honestly that's my goal moving forward too is continue to surround myself with people that are better than me um i have that you know and and, in in every role in my office um and you know my partners are you know the best in industry at what they do, um, you know. I I yeah, um, I, I subscribe identically to what you do on that.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Any books you would, any anything that you'd recommend entrepreneurs consume that has helped you? Any books, podcasts, articles, any of it? Yeah,
1: I think you know. Ben Bergeron's a really good friend of mine I think yep. he's got a lot of general market appeal appeal um, he, he gets a ton of fitness focus because of what he does um, yeah. Ben and I spend a lot of time together he's one of my closest friends um, I listen to all his stuff and it, and it resonates with me in it and it's uh, it works with what I do it works with what somebody selling a car or an insurance policy okay. um, with somebody how they parent in life so I I, I listen to him a lot um, you know I I um, I do. I, I mean, I do read like, you know, I like a lot of no, no nonsense, you know, books. Uh, I, I'm reading a book right now is the subtle art of, N- of not giving a fuck. Um, yep. And, uh, I, you know, every page I turn, I'm like, yes,
0: you know, it's <laughs> it speaks like to my soul. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but
1: I love I love, you know, I use stuff like that. I generally I'm grabbing something off of a shelf that's like. At the time I need like maybe a little reminder, you know. Yeah. Um, something not
0: necessarily like super new, but like I just need to hear that again. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It, it's sorta of, and it's always suggested by him or Matt or yep. my partners and it's like, you know, I'm going through something or like a little Delphi some someplace, you know, and, and I grab a book and it kind of reassures me I'm on the right track, you know. Yeah. Um but I I listen to Ben a lot. Um I listen to Joe Rogan. Um, yep. You know, I like I like that. <laughs> um you know, um i you know, I'm a big fan of entrepreneurs in this space. Honestly, yeah. Mike Kazue, uh from yeah. Brute Strengths, a very yep. close friend. I really enjoy li- listening to Mike. I love Mike's approach um, to life, to business. Yep. Young guy that's been super successful. He's just got his shit together. Um, yeah. You know, but you know, jason kalipa is another guy of course i've read his book I, it's a it's a book i would read yeah for sure He was our first
0: guest it was like dude i got so many questions for you man <laughs> yeah jason
1: and i have become friends through you know we were always friendly and then you know when i came to loud and live and Waza, he was uh, he, he was part of the fabric of waterpalooza yeah and uh he was somebody that i really wanted to get more connected with and he's become a great friend yeah talk you know as much as we possibly can i've been on his podcast i read yep. his book he tells me how he feels about maybe stuff i'm doing whether i want to hear it or not and i do the yeah. same with him he he's uh i look i look
0: to jason a lot yeah he walks the walk man he, whatever he says he will do um he won't just say one thing and do another thing behind closed doors i, I love that about him
1: you yeah know? he's he's the real deal he's so yeah. real he's so real yes. and he, he uh spends a lot of time with athletes that i work with and i encourage that Because he's lived the athlete life and now he's an entrepreneur and I want them to be entrepreneurial. That's rare.
0: Yeah. For him to be, for someone like him to be that successful at both is awesome. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, another guy, um, Andy Stumpf. I don't know if you know who Andy is. Yeah, Andy became a friend through uh, the old Killcliffe days. Yeah. He was handling athletes, um, you know, and uh, I, I, he resonates with me, man. He just, again, another guy that's like no bullshit and just says it how it is. And uh, he's got great perspective on life in general i
0: love yeah i'm hoping to have him on soon uh i love his perspective on the teams special operations um and how honest he is about a lot of things in the world that a lot of the people out there don't realize um and i love i consider him and like joe rogan uh because we're brand new with this just how he does it and he's pretty new at it too and he's amazing and i'm like dude i don't know what you're doing but i gotta get more of that but um
1: he he's uh, he's an incredible human being, yeah. and what you said is really important. Like he says a lot of stuff that's hard to say Dude, publicly.
0: Yeah, you know. it's a, it's a hard a hard bottle of pills to swallow for a lot of people that who are friends of his. And yeah, that he's saying this about, and he's part of it too. But he says the truth, and it's very hard, uh, especially for the public to to take that in and understand some of the stuff that he makes of like to light about you know his his community, special operations, about the military, and yeah,
1: it's. He's, uh, he's hands down my father's favorite listen. Oh yeah. Oh man. It's like, sick podcast. Yeah. It's unbelievable. I mean, he's like, my dad will text me and say, man, Andy Stumpf was amazing today. Yeah. You know, he's awesome. He's really, yeah, I enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah. I dig in on, I, I, I dig in on a lot of people that, you know, have their tentacles in this space. Really? Yep. Yeah. Uh, it's who, we're, you know, Joe does a little bit and he's course, a fan yeah. of a lot of people we work with, but yeah, it's, um. They're all, everybody I named, you named, are incredible people yeah. that you can
0: learn a lot from. Yeah. You know. Yeah, guys, check them out. I mean, yeah, people don't, so people don't realize Matt is like double major engineer, like super smart. Andy worked in CrossFit seminar staff for a while, right? Like, yeah, people. He never worked CrossFit seminar oh, staff for a Okay. No, he's Sorry. double
1: major. Um, Very handy. Super, I mean. Talk Matt? about Andy.
0: Oh, Andy. Andy, Andy Stumpf. Andy, yeah. Andy yeah, works yeah, seminar staff. Yeah. Yeah. Andy. A
1: yeah. yep, 100%. Yeah. Andy yeah. was, had a big job with CrossFit seminar staff, yeah. and he's super
0: smart. Yeah. Man, a really total intellectual. It comes out on that podcast, yeah. Oh, yeah. When he picks things apart, I'm like, wow.
1: I mean, and one of the most, you know, ultimate warriors bad, bad dude he's ever had, yeah. you
0: know. True patriot. Um, what else, where can people find you, man? What do you got? What can they live and loud...
1: Yeah, we're you know you you can um loud and live dot com is
0: Loud and Live, sorry. Listen, we we
1: uh, we were t- we were laughing about this last night is uh somebody else was calling it live and loud and I'm like, don't worry, we're gonna go with it, you know.
0: Roll with it, yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> but
1: loud and live dot com, you know, wannapalooza dot com, the west coast classic com, Classic. You know, and um, you know, they are uh you know, and you can check us out at loud and live underscore at lot. Li- at loud, loud underscore live is our social at, at wadapalooza uh we have a lot of great stuff and you know all the athletes too i mean they're so that's a really proud piece and it's truly the foundation of what we do as a sports agency uh they believed in us long before we probably deserve to and uh, we're really proud of the people that are coming out of that not just business people or athletes but the humans, you know, yes, all of them, yeah. Uh, and we're really fortunate that they trust us and allow us to do what we do for them on a daily basis.
0: Yeah, I guess to sum up, then it's just it's doing the right thing and building people is what it sounds like.
1: Hundred percent. Do the next right thing always. Yeah. You can always you can always take the next step. If you fuck up, take the next right Dude, step. Dude,
0: integrity is everything. It is. Just do is. the right thing. It is. That's perfect to end on, man. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me, man. Appreciate I really it. appreciate
1: it. It was fun. Awesome. See. Ya.
0: That was good. And it would, it would, I say it's good because um, I forget to ask certain questions that I mean to ask everyone. And I was able to ask some of those questions. So I was very happy with that. Uh, if you guys found any value in that, and I hope you did because that was one of my favorite ones, please give us a review on iTunes. Pretty fucking please, give us a review on iTunes. That sounds like a kind of offend. It sounds like aggressive, actually. When I want to say pretty fucking please. Pretty please, give us a review on iTunes. Um, write what you like about it. Thank you for anyone that's supporting us. Obviously, you're if you're listening to us, you're supporting us right now. Um, thank you to all of our guys who follow us and gals who follow us who support us by drinking our coffee, likes our content. Um, if you haven't, man, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm fucking telling you guys, if you haven't tried our coffee yet, you will not be let down. If you don't like our coffee, shoot me a DM and tell me you didn't like our coffee and tell me why. And that you heard on the podcast, I'll give you your refund. I'll give you your money back. How about that? All right. Thank you guys. Have a good week.